This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. No station. ESPN Chicago Super Bowl Spectacular. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. With Jeff Miller and Brian Hammers. It's over. It is over. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won it. Getting you set for the big game. Heading to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. Chiefs versus Eagles. Mahomes versus Hurts. I have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl. I think it's special. And I've learned more and more about the, the history of the black quarterbacks since I've been in this league. And uh, uh, the guys that came before me and, and Jalen set the stage for this. And now I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are uh, kids that are coming up now. Reed versus Sirianni. A must-win game. A must-win game. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're here to, you know, obviously to win the football game. That's our that's our goal. So yes, on the must-win game. Yeah. Kelsey versus Kelsey, and of course, Mayor Mayor Jabroni. Why did that one get you so fired up? They get a paternity test to see if Barrow is really Mahomes' father. Shut the. F- um, that was a little freaking weenie. Let's get you set for Super Bowl Sunday on ESPN 1000. He's a mayor. That's why he should know your role and shut your mouth. Do you even know what a mayor's role is? No. Could you name me three <laughs> responsibilities of a mayor? <laughs> <laughs> to get votes. Here are your hosts, Brian Henley <laughs> and Jeff Miller. Yes, Super Bowl 57. It is Super Bowl Sunday. We are here until 11 o'clock today, the ESPN 1000 Super Bowl Spectacular. Brian Hanley and I, Jeff Meller, are merely vessels today as we're going to go basically through the entire lineup of ESPN 1000, checking in with all of our hosts throughout the show today and ask them some of their favorite Super Bowl moments, their predictions, and of course, along the way, we will sprinkle in some of our own thoughts as well. Brian, good morning. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you, my friend. Mr. Meller, good morning to you, sir. And uh, must-win game? Uh, I, I'm... Who said there's no stupid question? I assume that guy was being facetious. Um, yeah, must-win game today. That we can say with certainty, must win game. Yes, for for once, it is not uh, trite. It actually <laughs> is truly meaningful to say today is a must win game for both teams. But nevertheless, uh, I just love Super Bowl Sunday. There is for me also, though, always the the build up as we you know it does seem like such a long Sunday. I don't know how other people kind of take in their Super Bowl Sundays, but whatever time you wake up and hopefully you're waking up with us this morning, it's one of those situations where. I just I have all this excitement, all this pent up energy, and it's you kind of have to, you know, scale it back just a little bit throughout the day so that you don't exhaust yourself before the game even kicks off. Because I think that's the one thing, all of uh, the pomp and circumstance that goes into the Super Bowl does make it a little bit different than any other football game you're looking forward to throughout the season. Yeah, and one thing, Jeff, being in this uh, radio business, going to Radio Row and um, spending the week there talking to everyone who happened to walk through the doors and. You know, you get some stellar interviews and you get people just shilling for anything that, you know, they got a check that cleared for. Yep. But we I, we never went to the actual game. I mean, no one got us tickets or passes. You, you were there doing the, the build up and the hype. And then you were on a plane back and you're in your living room watching it. Occasionally, uh, if we didn't go to Radio Row, we did uh, shows in, in Las Vegas and we would stay and, and sit in a sports book, which is, again, an experience unto itself to watch Super Bowl with, you know, 500 other people screaming for every possible bet. So 
I'm with you. The, just the, the excitement, the buildup. Unfortunately, in, in this city, we don't have a wealth of Super Bowl history from which to choose and, and remember and, and play the highlights and reminisce. But uh, maybe that will be changing as we move forward here uh, with Justin Fields and, and, and the new regime. We'll see. Yeah, I think if you want to look at something optimistically here, it's, hey, the two big players in terms of roster construction for the Bears we're both very intimately familiar with helping build the rosters of the teams that are competing today. Of course, Ryan Poles was in Kansas City before he came here to Chicago. And, of course, Ian Cunningham, his assistant general manager, was in Philadelphia with Howie Roseman helping him build a basically reconstructing an entire you know, Super Bowl Ooh. roster five years later with only four returning players from that uh, you know, epic Super Bowl back when Nick Foles defeated the GOAT at the time. And so we have... Hopefully, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham here in Chicago, who can take what they learned in Philadelphia and Kansas City and hopefully start to apply it to this very important offseason, which we have been over ad nauseum here in Chicago. Yeah, uh, look, you know, you hope that they were uh, not only a big part of that, but they were paying attention and taking notes and can actually, you know, execute some of those same types of ideas and, and blueprints to get the get the job done here. But We'll see. I mean, it, it's not a one-year fix, as we've been talking about for a year. So we'll, we'll see how long it takes. So Super Bowl 57 on tap later tonight. For today, though, before we get there, just to give you, everybody out there listening, a lineup of what we have going on today. Every segment, we're going to check in with one of our hosts from our daily lineup. We're going to kick things off with Cap in about three or four minutes. Not going to be long. Going to be four or five minutes with each host. Going to ask them some of their favorite Super Bowl moments, what they're looking at today, and then how they predict this one to go down. But we're going to start with Cap coming up in about four minutes from now. And again, we'll hit Carmen will join us. Sylvia will join us. Hoodie will join us. Waddle, Abdallah, Black, Yurko. And then we will close things out later today, probably around 1045 with Teddy Greenstein and get the latest information for all the line movement that we need to be aware of as you get set. Get all your bets in. Any uh, leans you got, Brian? Any uh, favorite bets for you on this Super Bowl Sunday that yeah, you've been I've eyeing my, up? I, I put my bets in yesterday uh, because uh, the total went up. Uh, uh, you know, Teddy said pay attention to the total and Last week, we'll see where he is on this week, but uh, I got under 51, and um, I was uh, I took the points, and I, I'm i a contrarian, and it doesn't always serve me well. I actually took under 26.5 for the Eagles, and that just seems to go against every statistic you'll read about. Interesting. I'm, I'm with you. I do like the under here. I have the Chiefs. I think... The Chiefs, you know, I'm willing to obviously take that point, but obviously yeah, there's a little... I took a point and a half. Absolutely, and I think it's definitely a situation where if you like the Chiefs getting the point and a half, you're probably wanting to play both taking the uh, point and a half and the money line because, you know, when you get... I mean, let's be honest. One and a half, you're probably picking the Chiefs because you think they're going to win the game outright. Sure. So take the point, but also bet the money line because at plus 105, not too many times you'll get uh, an opportunity to take Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, you know, and actually get favorable odds, get plus money. So plus 105 for the Chiefs, that's the way I'm leaning early on. And I'm with you. I do think the under usually is the smart play. If nothing else, throwing everything else aside, the over is always the public play. And so just based on the math, chances are that the line is a little bit inflated. And so if you know nothing, I think playing the under in Super Bowls more times than not year after year will actually end up benefiting you if you want to go that route. And look, you know, we, we were uh, 
given a, a close Super Bowl last year, those are few and far between if you look at the history of this game. So um, usually one team comes in and they execute and they dominate and they uh, win going away. And then once every five, six, seven years, you get a, a close game, if not a shocking result. Meller and Hanley, so let's start our Super Bowl Sunday spectacular the way everybody starts their morning with David Kaplan, who is, of course, the host of Cap and J. Hood every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1000. Cappy, are you enjoying your Super Bowl Sunday? I am. I've got a mimosa in front of me, and it's 87 degrees and sunny. So, yeah, this is how I like to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and you had the Lou Malnati ship down uh, <laughs> To, to the 87 and sunny? 100%. We got the Lou Malnati's. We're ready to go. Brought our favorite coffee cake. So we're uh, not so to approve today, but we'll be good. That's, <laughs> I, I think Super Bowl Sunday is the one day you're uh, giving a The ultimate cheat day. Ultimate Absolutely, cheat day. right? Uh, all right, Cap. So, so uh, we're uh, asking all our hosts today on the station, what is uh, your favorite non-Bears Super Bowl moment? I'm throwing in the non-Bears qualifier because, of course, I think most people loved the 85 team the 86 super bowl but let's put that to the side what is david kaplan's favorite memory from super bowl history it would be running the philly special Mm. that nick Foles caught the touchdown against the patriots watching that wearing the dog mask that i bought if you remember the last Eagles super bowl they had these dog masks with the eagles on them and I'm sitting in Waddle's house while he is in, and, and his wife Cara are in Patriots jerseys. I know that Cara's late dad was the leading scorer in the history of the AFL and starred for the Patriots and broadcast for them. And I am going nuts with the Eagles dog mask on. That is by far my favorite non-Bears Super Bowl moment. Oh, I remember distinctly. He was Cappy bandwagon over there with the uh, Eagles <laughs> and Nick Foles. And he was, of course, relentless, but Cap. You did end up being right that day. I do remember I was uh, skeptical of the Eagles being able to pull off the win in that one, and they actually did outscore Tom Brady and the Patriots, which was one of those rare occasions. Usually Tom Brady got the best of most people if they weren't named Eli Manning in a Super Bowl, but the Eagles and Nick Foles, Philly special, that's a great memory. I think a lot of people can remember that one distinctly. Yeah, you get shown the door cap. That, that, that party is always a lot of fun at Waddles, so yeah, it was great. I would have shown you the the door if you showed up with that, if I'm wearing a Patriots jersey. That's just me, though. Well, the funny thing was Sylvie's kids, I think it was Mason at the time. Mason's looking at me like, who's this idiot in a dog mask? Yes, and I'm barking at him. I I just had a blast taunting people. Be you, man. Just be you. Nothing wrong with that, Cap. So what's the uh, plan? Where are you going to take in the Super Bowl? Obviously, you're in a warm, sunny destination. So uh, where are they? Are they having Super Bowl parties where you're at? We are going to watch it here where we're staying. Mm -hmm. And they've got a big screen, and there'll be some tremendous food. I think there's a big thing of jerk chicken, which my wife and I love. So we are going to literally just... Lay in the sun all day, day drink, and roll right into the Super Bowl. It's an awesome day. All right. Well, make sure you put something over the banana hammock when you go watch the game, okay? It's just my wife and I. It's nothing she hasn't seen before, Brian. (laughs) Beautiful. All right, Cap. Uh, Oh, before we let you go, pick. Who do you got? Chiefs, Eagles in this one. Chiefs win at 31-27. 
All right. Over. We'll put Cap down for the over and a Chiefs winner. Cap, thanks for uh, waking up early with us. We appreciate it, man. Have a good Super Bowl Sunday. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the game. David Kaplan, of course, you can hear him every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1000 with Hoodie. They wake you up every morning. And uh, don't forget, too, not just here, but I will remind everybody, if you're at home kind of just looking for something to do during the day, we've got you covered on Twitch today as well. The big game broadcast presented by 19 Crimes Wine. Sylvie and Waddle will be hosting their big game Zoom party getting you set for, I'm sorry, Twitch party getting you set for the Super Bowl today. So uh, make sure that uh, you join them and me. I'll be on there. Uh, lots of other people as well. So uh, check it out from 12 to 2 today on Twitch. More Super Bowl coverage for you throughout the day here on ESPN 1000. Um, all right, Bri, any uh, storyline you want to tackle or tease before we come back here? Because obviously, again, it's going to be action-packed here. I don't want to neglect what you want to talk about, but we do have lots of guests throughout the show. No, no, I look, uh, you know, like you said, we're vessels. I just came out of my uh, darkness retreat, so I'm looking forward to Kevin Durant making his Bulls debut at home uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> oh. So maybe I missed something on Thursday, but I was in my retreat, but I assume that they made a big move and they got Kevin Durant. So uh, it's all good in my world because I knew they were going to be very, very active at the trade deadline. Maybe huh? not maybe not Kevin Durant, but how about uh, uh, one of his former MVP teammates? Could he be on his way? We'll talk about that and, of course, plenty of Super Bowl coverage for you here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. This is the ESPN Chicago Super Bowl Spectacular with Jeff Meller and Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. Again, the Super Bowl is finally here. Just out, mere hours away now. A little over eight hours away from kickoff on Fox today. The Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Mahomes starting in his third Super Bowl. And Jalen Hurts will be making his Super Bowl debut. So we're talking lots about that. Again, if you're just joining us, we will be checking in with all of our hosts throughout the show here up until 11 o'clock today. Carmen DeFelco up next on the agenda here shortly. But I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley as we talk Super Bowl. And, of course, we do want to touch on the NBA trade deadline as well, Bri, which uh, just did come and go on Thursday. And the Bulls, of course, were at a standstill. And I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but they did not acquire. Oh. They did not acquire Kevin Durant. He's actually headed to the Phoenix Suns. Wonder if he'll take in the Super Bowl today. So I wasn't the only one in a four day darkness retreat. AK was also there, huh? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know I, what he's looking at. I, I think I, AK's I don't. been in a four hundred day darkness oh, retreat. Oh, good lord! I mean, okay, good luck. And and both the, the team, God bless them, responded in kind because you know the front office said, "Go get them. We we believe in you. Keep this group together. Can't possibly do anything to tweak it or disrupt it." And um, boy. Yeah, the winning uh, not coming easy for these. And now I love, you know, hey, well, we might not be a play-in team after all. We better get our stuff together. Okay. Such aspirations for the uh, beloved Bulls. Yeah, it's uh, they're definitely in no man's land. It is really, really difficult to, if you're a Bills fan, to wrap your head around when they're truly going to be a competitive team. What they're stuck with 
And, of course, another loss last night to a clearly better Cleveland Cavaliers team, right? But you, you look at what the Cavs did in the offseason, right? They went out and added Donovan Mitchell and to their young stars, right? They already had, you know, uh, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. Um, they made the deal. They were able to acquire Jared Allen. Um, so they've had some pieces for a while now. And then they go and they add the superstar to the mix. And they immediately, once they did that, you saw it on the court, like I said, almost immediately. And they have leapfrogged the Bulls. And the Bulls continue to be stuck in no man's land. And you can blame the Alonzo Ball injury if you'd like. Oh. No, Certainly it's been a problem. But you're also the ones that went out and targeted Lonzo Ball, who had a history of knee injuries. So, you know, it's hard to really work up a whole bunch of sympathy for a front office that decided that he was going to be the difference maker for them, right? Like when when a guy who had a history of knee injuries suffers another knee injury, well, are are we supposed to be surprised? And, And they spent the summer basically, you know, moving along and moving forward, expecting him to be part of this thing this season. And we're about two weeks away from them officially shutting him down for uh, now make it a year and a half. So I, you know, God bless them. You know, last night, yeah, Cleveland's a better team than, and everything you said is spot on, but they were coming, uh, you know, back to back game, traveling, uh, a, a late game. They got in at five in the morning. You had the lead for three quarters of, of the game, and then you can't hit anything in the fourth quarter. And, and God bless uh, DeMar DeRozan saying, he and Zach have to figure this thing out, being the two uh, one and one A. And he's right, but uh, not too many games left to figure it out. And, and it sounds like at this point that Russell Westbrook, you know, he's going to be. It looks like, at least per Adrian Wojnarowski, it looks like the Bulls are going to be the front runner to sign him. And you have to wonder. Okay, well, I don't know exactly what that gets you, right? Like, you've, we've all seen it at this point. There were years when Russell Westbrook, you know, won a league MVP, averaged triple, a triple-double for, I believe, was it four different seasons in his career where he's actually averaged a triple-double? But when you, you know, now that we've gotten to the, you know, waning years of his career here, he's never been a great shooter. And so when some of that, a little bit of that, the athleticism kind of just fades just a little bit, all of a sudden, you can't be you know, a 29% three-point shooter in this league taking four or five three-pointers a game and, you know, just not helping your team, being a ball-dominant point guard. He's hit a point where you wonder, I don't know. I mean, and it's is it desperation, too, that the Bulls are even entertaining the notion or not even entertaining, but seems like they're hoping he will be the savior for them. And I'll be like from a just a general rubbernecking situation, Bry. Okay, well, like and, I'm all for it. Yes. Yeah, just yeah, just do, give me some. Give, I don't care. It's the ghost of uh, of Westbrook. I'll take it uh, because that's how desperate we are. But he'll fit right in with this three point shooting team uh. Uh, with those numbers. And look, uh, you know, you bring in you know leadership and tangibles, trying to to get him to to mentor Zach Levine, even though your max you know your max player needs to be mentored. I. And you're trying to recapture Billy Donovan and, and Westbrook's magic. I, I don't I don't know, but I'll take anything at this point. But it's not going to be this isn't a difference making move to, to move you to, you know, anywhere close to the top of the conference. It's like I'm trying to even dream about the possibilities. They clearly need a point guard without Lonzo Ball, yeah. uh, you know, dealing with uh, Dragic, obviously, you know. He's just at a stage in his career where he cannot give you the minutes that you would like from him. So, OK, well. You need a point guard solution. 
But Russ is at the stage where I don't know what this gets you. You know, can you, does he lock you into a playing game? I mean, I don't know if that's great for the team. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know if they could. They have enough talent where it's like even in their worst days, it's hard to envision them falling, you know, much farther than, you know, they're, they're, at the worst, they're going to be fighting for that 10 speed, just uh, that 10 seed, just based on who they have on the roster. Right. And so it gives me it gives me reason to watch for, for at least, you know, for a few weeks to, to it'll, it'll give me some reason to be entertained and see if there's anything there there. And, you know, but right now there's no reason to watch. So, you know, it'll be different. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. Um, but yes, I am definitely rooting for what uh, what Woj said. I'm hoping that that t- does come to fruition because at, you're right. At this point, I don't know if it really, you know, makes a, a whole lot of difference if he's not there. Anyway, let's uh, continue to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. That is why we're here today, Super Bowl Sunday, getting psyched and ready for Chiefs and Eagles. And now we bring in Carmen DeFalco, who you hear every day from noon to two with Yurko, of course. And he joins us on Super Bowl Sunday. Good morning, Carm. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, guys. Good morning. What's our bourbon drink today, Carm? Do you have have a, a concoction for the Super Bowl? This is an excellent question, Brian. Um, I'm probably, uh, I'm sure at some point, I'm going over to a, a friend's house, kind of keeping it somewhat low-key. Uh, but, yeah, I'll either uh, bring some stuff over to make old fashions or maybe just uh, maybe go. just a bottle of something. We'll just pour a few, uh, you know, a few fingers as the game goes along, as we like to say. We'll I like see. the old-fashioned idea. Nice. Yeah. yeah, old-fashions are always good. Carm, we're asking everybody, what is your favorite non-Bears Super Bowl moment? The one that I think about most often, or at least the one that comes to mind most often when people ask that question, uh, for me is always Super Bowl Thirty Four. Is the just the unlikelihood of that whole season for the Rams and the way that game ended with um, Kevin Dyson coming up just short of the goal line? I remember we had just opened the not we but ESPN, and and I was I mean I was young that was. January of 2000, that would have been. I was about a year or so into the business with um, with ESPN, and they had just opened the, um, remember the ESPN zone? Yeah. They had just opened that that year, I want to say. And I remember they, they had built a radio booth up there, and from time to time we did do shows. We had done a couple of Bears, um, like in 03 and 04, you know, I think we did Bears draft stuff there. But I was doing updates back then and we still used to do the top 20 40 updates you know around the clock um and i remember i was doing them during the network's coverage of the super bowl and there was like this big watch party that they had if you can remember if you could picture that old upstairs where they had sort of that auditorium sort of they had the huge screen and these um they had like a vip section up there and they had the radio booth right behind it and so they had they were enter, they had a, they were entertaining VIPs and things like that and I knew nobody there but it was packed with people and it was one of the most obviously crazy and probable seasons ever with what the Rams had did and then the way the game finished and I remember watching like sort of working but still watching with all these people total strangers and it was just um, I don't know I mean I just, I think about that one probably more than any other when people say what's your most memorable um, Super Bowl moment. That one just always comes to the top of my mind. Well, that's um, terrific, and, and especially when you're just in the business, you're you're kind of wide-eyed, and, and you know, not that anyone really gets jaded because it's such a fun uh, profession to be in. But 
you know, when you're in that element, whether you're actually at the game or just in a big event like that, I mean, that resonates. Yeah, it totally did. I mean, it was it, it was one of the first times, um, I think, Brian, you're right, where like I was, I felt like in a very weird and small way, and obviously it was, but I felt sort of like a part of it a little bit, you know, sure. um, providing updates. And back then, you got to remember, I mean, it was still, <laughs> it's hard to even comprehend that today in 2023 there's a need for doing sports center <laughs> updates on the radio three times an hour 24 7 but there really was i mean there was you know that was the way you were gonna get information um if you were not parked in front of a tv if you were out doing something else um what whatever it happened to be you know you used to have to that you know that where you, when you wanted an update or you wanted some news or some info quick, I mean that was still sort of the most dependable way to do it back then. No, for sure, and of course, uh, yeah, it was obviously predated cell phones where you could just you know yeah. open up your smartphone and look at whatever score you wanted. No, you were relying. You'd wait like Carmen said. You'd wait every twenty minutes to get Carmen DeFalco's update so you knew <laughs> what was going on. I just love to. It had to cross your mind at some point when you're doing those updates back in two thousand, Carm. Who the hell is listening to me give? Updates of the Super Bowl <laughs> as the Super Bowl's happening because, as we know, it's one of the it is the most event uh, watched event every single year. Totally, believe me, I did. Like, well, I, I did the I did the um, like uh, who are you kidding here? You know, like I felt part of it, and then every once in a while, I'm like, do you think anybody's actually in front of the radio listening to this right now? But it was fun. Like I, you know, I was basically just watching the game, updating the score, what was going on. Uh, uh, and, and when I wasn't doing that, I was sort of out of that radio booth. Like I said, just sort of taking in the crowd, watching the game. It was a good game. It was a great second half. Um, yeah. And then, the, again, the way it finished, yes. I mean, the finish of that game where it looked like McNair was going to drive them down the field and they were going to tie the game in the close of seconds. It was just uh, the whole thing was it, – it, it's just, it was a great game. There, there are more, I mean, I, I, you think about a lot of things because we, we've become so, as sports fans and as NFL fans, I feel like we've become so invested in this um, and we look forward to it so much. The games, I feel like, are better now than when we were young for whatever reason. For Kevin, sure. So many, we've talked about this. Like in the 90s, when the Cowboys and the Niners were just beating the snot out of everybody, it was like, I, I don't know. The games feel more competitive now. They're closer. You know, um, I mean, Philly's run just a couple of years ago. Like, thinking about the way that that game, you know, what, I don't know, 70 points in that game or whatever it was. And the Philly special and another totally unlikely story with Nick Foles coming in and winning in that game. Like, I think I, I remember that one a lot. Um, there's just a lot of moments in it. And it is nice that the game has been much more competitive in, in recent years. No doubt about it. All right, Karma, give us your pick. Who do you think wins today? Chiefs, Eagles. Uh, I'm going to Kansas City. I, you know, I, I was all over a lot of different Eagles props um, going back to the summer and the preseason, and I uh, thank the Philadelphia Eagles because I cleaned up on a few. Um, I, I really thought uh, when the season started that they had a championship roster. I, I wondered about Jalen Hurts, and then he answered a lot of those questions. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, with Mahomes in this game and with Kansas City. I, I do wonder what it might look like if the Eagles get in a close game in the fourth quarter because they haven't been in that position much, but I do think they're an incredible roster. I think they're probably the deeper team. I just, I'm not going to go against Mahomes. So I have a uh, Kansas city money line bet uh, at even money. And then a few props as well. I got, uh, I think five prop bets that I bet. And, um, and that's it. Just hope to enjoy the game. If you're doing updates throughout the game, would there be a lot of scoring? If you're doing 20 and 40, (sighs) man, you know what? I kind of, 
I kind of feel like this is an under. Um, if it gets to 51 and a half, I'm betting the under. But that's still a fair amount of scoring. So I, sure. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 45 to, to 38. Let's put it that way. But no, I mean, I think that's still a, a fair amount of scoring. You get how you could get a, a, you know, a 20, you know, a 30 to 21 game even, um, and that's going to land right on the number. <coughs> Excuse me, but. Um, yeah, I kind of, if it gets to 51 and a half or whatever it's worth, I'll probably play the under. All right, Carm, have a enjoyable Super Bowl Sunday drink, an old-fashioned for us, and uh, we will listen to you tomorrow with York on ESPN 1000, will, my man. Will do, boys. Enjoy the game. See ya. Carmen DeFalco, of course, as I mentioned, you can always hear him with Yurko during the week on ESPN 1000. Carmen joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. Again, it's our Super Bowl Sunday Spectacular here on ESPN Chicago. Keep listening because we have uh, all of our hosts coming up throughout the show till 11 o'clock today. Up next, Mark Silverman, a.k.a. Sylvie. He'll join us on ESPN 1000. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. This is the ESPN Chicago Super Bowl Spectacular with Jeff Meller and Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Philly special. Ready? Up, pull, and the gun. Love it. Here we go. Here we go. Philly's right. Now, lines up behind Fold. Easy, easy. Moves to the right, it goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it, and the pass goes into the end zone. And it is a touchdown by Nick Foles! Highlight from Super Bowl 52, the last time the Eagles were there. They beat the Patriots 41-33, to and of course the marquee play, Philly special. Nick Foles on the touchdown reception there from... The one, the only, Trey Burton. So a couple former Bears in the highlights wow. there on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. This is Super Bowl Sunday in case you were living under a rock. I'm glad you're awake because it is a good day to be awake and alive for another Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 coming your way, Chiefs and Eagles. And we're calling it our Super Bowl Spectacular because we're touching base with all of our daily hosts here on ESPN 1000. We've already talked with Cap and Carmen DeFalco. They both think the Chiefs are going to win this one. We're going to check in with Sylvie momentarily here. And again, uh, throughout the show, we'll touch base with all of our hosts. But uh, Bri, the Chiefs and Eagles today, Patrick Mahomes has an opportunity to win his second Super Bowl. Of course, it's his third appearance. And boy, I ha- the, the one thing I keep coming back to and why I find it difficult not to pick the Chiefs here is because I truly do believe that even though Tom Brady has gone down after his retirement, of course, as the greatest of all time, I, I do think Mahomes, what he's capable of on the field, we've never seen before. And, you know, it's, it's sports, so I'm not going to say we'll never see it again. But, man, what he's capable of doing and how sometimes it doesn't matter, aside from the... San Francisco, I'm sorry, uh, from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, just ravaging him in that previous Super Bowl when he didn't have a, a really a healthy functioning offensive line, right? Like, if, if, if the Eagles can't do that today, I cannot pick against the Chiefs. Well, it's also interesting, you know, the, the fact that when you heard Mahomes talk about it this week, where the, the last Super Bowl appearance, he has his worst passer rating 
in, in his career, right? And he talked about trying to do too much as a young guy. And as the game went on, he was trying to, to he said, make stuff happen. And, and not just trusting the plan and trusting his teammates. And, and I don't know, you know, Jalen Hurts is a terrific story. But there's a lot in my world. There's a lot to be said about been there and done that on both sides of it with Patrick Mahomes, winning and losing, and not playing it well at all. Last time, third time being on the stage in four years, that's got to be a huge advantage. Um, you know, he's talked about just knowing uh, how to manage your time during the week and and not being pulled in every different direction about having to be here and taking care of family and just knowing you know how to manage the things and and I would think that Kansas City and in, in particular Patrick Holmes has that advantage along with his MB, MVP talents so that's uh you know that, that that's a lot to, to have going your way going into this game he's Brian Hanley I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000 let's welcome in Mark Silverman joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. And, of course, while we are just the mere appetizer today, Sylvie will present the entree of content coming your way. It's the big game pregame on Twitch, on our Twitch channel. Don't forget, if you want to watch, it is available for you, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Today, from 12 until 2, Waddle and Sylvie will be hosting their big game pregame with an appearance from Barstool Big Cat. I believe he's slated to come on at 1.30. So let's welcome in the man who will be uh, directing traffic during that entree. Sylvie, happy Super Bowl Sunday, my man. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, the entree of content. I like There you go. I like that. It makes it a little more formal than it's going to be, and I don't. You know, Meller, there, there is no, there's really no directing traffic on Twitch. <laughs> this is true. It's going to be a free for all. <laughs> That's what makes it fun, though, and it'll be we'll be working blue because it's Twitch. So uh, obviously, if you're kind of just looking for, and that's the thing about Super Bowl Sunday, it's a, it's a marathon, man. It's nine forty one right now, but and like I said, I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm excited for the game. It's finally here, ready to go. But you got to pace yourself because you don't want to let the adrenaline fly so early. So uh, hop on from noon to two today on the uh, Twitch channel and check it out, and uh, maybe help kill a couple hours while you're waiting for the Super Bowl to go off. How about that? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're I'm uh, just uh, Brian. I'm just pulling in. I think you you've done some time into the building that I'm just pulling into right now. I'm pulling into the Birdo Center right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, oh, good lord! My, my son has uh, basketball here now, so like right now it's a youth sports place. So it's uh, pretty cool. But uh, oh man, I mean it's. Five, six years of my life, uh, you know, there, oh, there's goes Scott Skiles at Christmas Eve running into his car. He just got fired. What? <laughs> exactly. So I knew you would appreciate that, but I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah uh, we're excited for the Super Bowl. Uh, Sylvie, what is your favorite non-Bears Super Bowl moment? You know, I was, I was racking my brain, so I've covered six. And, like, I could, uh, like, and I covered Brady's first. And that was an amazing drive, but my most memorable one is probably one that I watched at the Cubby Bear. And I don't know if anyone said this one yet. It had, and we've talked about this on the show, Meller, um, is, is the one between Arizona and Pittsburgh. And it was, Kurt Warner had a huge game, but he threw the interception right before half. James Harrison goes 100 yards. And he returns it right as time expires. At the end of the first half, there's a penalty on the play, but it's against Arizona. So it, it stands. It's a touchdown just as halftime goes. 
And then right uh, in the, I think it's fourth quarter late in the game, Antonio Holmes has one of the most amazing catches right in the back corner of the end zone. He high points the football. He gets two uh, toes down uh, by with both feet and just, uh, just makes the best catch you'll see in a Super Bowl. So, like, with the feature plays, I'll say Steelers-Arizona that game because of the memorable moment. It's a great call. Super Bowl forty three back in 2009. I remember it distinctly. Sylvie's right. Like, James Harrison, that interception, it was Cardinals felt like they were going to take control of the game as they headed into the half. And what a game-changing play. I believe they called that, what was it, the... Um, uh, the Immaculate Interception, obviously a play on the yes. Immaculate Reception. Yes, fantastic. One of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. That's part of what I love about the Super Bowl, too, is any big play, yeah. is it's going to be remembered, you know, by football fans, you know, basically forever. Any big play that happens today, it's, it's monumental. So I do love that one. Can you imagine Devin Hester would have been on that list oh, if uh, Lovey yes. had decided not to be throwing the ball around after he opened up that with the kickoff return touchdown that got us all out of our seats? Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is non-Bears. So, <laughs> right. Um, so I'm, I'm saying he could have been on that list. Like, like, <laughs> uh, you're not spoiled for choice with uh, Bears Super Bowl highlights. Uh, Sylvie, what's your pick today? Chiefs-Eagles, who you got? Um, I'm going um, 24-23 Chiefs. Can Braxy make a pick, too? Oh, I would love he, it. He want, he want, Braxy, who are you picking? Eagles. Eagles. So Braxy, oh. Yeah, we're a split. It's a divided wow. household. Yes. Does he got a score? Does he have a score for us, Sylvie? What was your score? Do you want to pick a score? Um, 30. Six to zero. 36 oh. to zero. Ah, yes. wow. I love it. He's got uh, Patrick Mahomes getting shut out in the Super Bowl. Excellent. And it, it, if he ends up being right, he's going to come for all of our jobs, Sylvie, oh. because that's he's the only person out there who's predicting Mahomes to be shut out today. Yeah, he's got the he's got the biggest grin on his face. He's been waiting all day for this guy. Love you it. don't understand. I well, love it. It. You scared me, Sylvie, because I had the exact same score in, in Chiefs winning 24-23. Oh, boy. Help. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. There, now you know. Well, with us agreeing, uh, Brian, there's no chance yes. of it happening. I know. We got a better chance of 36 nothing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sylvie, we will uh, check you out on the Twitch broadcast coming today at 12-2. to 2. Big game presented by 19 Crimes. We'll see you there, my man. You got it, guys. Great job. Thank you. That is Mark Silverman. Obviously, you can hear him every weekday from 2 to 6 with Waddle, Waddle and Sylvie. And again, as I mentioned, they have the big game pregame show coming from 12 to 2 on our Twitch channel. So make sure you check it out. Sylvie joining us via the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Super Bowl Spectacular rolls on here on ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. This is the ESPN Chicago Super Bowl Spectacular with Jeff Meller and Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000. They can pick down here from the gun. Steelers show blitz. Here they come. He gets it away and it's picked off at the goal line. There's a flag thrown on the run back. 
James Harrison to run it back, and Harrison is past midfield. Harrison going down the sideline. Harrison still on his feet. Harrison is going to go all the way and waiting for the official to get there. Touchdown is signal. It's the longest play in Super Bowl history. It's Sylvie's favorite Super Bowl moment, favorite non-Bears Super Bowl moment. We just checked in with him here on ESP 1000. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley as we get you set for the Super Bowl today. Super Bowl 57 coming your way with a 5.30 kickoff. What time do you uh, throw the broadcast on, Brian? What time are you getting set for? Because obviously the pregame coverage is going to be wall-to-wall all day long. Yeah, you know, uh, now you have Twitch and Waddle and Sylvie and Jeff Meller. That that's more the thing I, I would like, you know, just guys having fun and, and I don't need twelve guys sitting around a desk, you know, repeating the obvious like any pre or mm-hmm. halftime show has you know come become kind of trite in network uh television. So I you know, I like that type of thing, you know, kind of the Manning you know, special cast or whatever yeah. where you're just sitting around with guys you want to hear from and, and they're not exactly just breaking down X's and O's. Now that said you know, you have to start wondering if Jalen Hurts the two weeks has you know been enough to help his shoulder because he was a different quarterback once he got hurt, and we'll find out pretty quickly. I would think if Philadelphia comes out throwing the deep ball early and trying to hit a home run or, or smash you know the Chiefs in, in the mouth early on, we'll we'll know Jalen Hurts is ready to go. But obviously, they have a running game that is the best in the league, so they can go. You know, they hurt you either way, but. It, if Hertz comes out firing right away, I think you know Philadelphia is going to feel pretty good about itself and its chances. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Hertz has not been the same since he, since he injured his shoulder at Soldier Field when they played there in that uh, frigid game. And I think the key too, to to your point, um, if the Chiefs can put the Eagles in a few third and longs, because that's really the biggest weakness for the Eagles. They usually do a good job of staying ahead of the sticks. And when they have the RPO options or they can just feed A.J. Brown over the middle, they're a very difficult team to stop if they're in, you know, if they're in uh, first, second or third and short. But if the Chiefs can get them into a few third and long situations, that's where Jalen Hurts will be forced to drop back and pass. And that's still, despite as good a season as he's had, that's still probably his biggest weakness. So it'll be something to watch for in today's game. Joining us right now on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline, our man Hoodie, Jonathan Hood, who Brian Hanley goes way back with. It's uh, our opportunity to check in with the man who hosts every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. with Cap on the Cap and J. Hood Show. Hoodie, happy Super Bowl Sunday, my man. All right, Brian, Jeff, how's everything going? Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I am ready to go. You refresh my memory, Jay. Um did you do a radio row at Super Bowls? And if so, do you know, do you remember you interview like 200 people, even if you're not there, the, the week in between, the two weeks in between. Um, but certainly the week prior, you interview everyone via phone, even if you're not on site. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I produced a lot of those. I was yeah. able to host one of those for the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. Of course, that's the. The, my my best time in the business when I was on the Rick Tellner show when I was asked not to ask any questions uh, at, the, at Super Bowl. So flew all the way down to Jacksonville only to put my feet up to let Rick Tellner ask all the questions. But, no, just a great memory, though. I went to therapy. I'm fine for it now, Brian. Uh, but, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, but that always was fun because 
everyone's trying to hawk something. Everyone's trying to sell something. Uh, so, you know, just a frenzy of how many different guests you can get. You can't get them in the regular season. Can't get them in the playoffs. But soon no, no. everyone's willing to talk. So it's As long as they're getting paid and the check's clear and they're there. Uh, absolute, <laughs> absolute overflow of guests. Too many to handle. Uh, that was Super Bowl 39 in Jacksonville where Hoodie was not allowed to ask questions. <laughs> All right, wasn't that yeah. a nightmare? Wasn't that like a, a nightmare logistically that the buses, the bus drivers were getting lost, and you end up in Georgia? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was right. no one had a good thing to say about the Jacksonville uh, experience. Uh, we stayed in, quickly, Jeff. We yeah. stayed in the motel, and I was in a, in a not a hotel, motel, <laughs> and, and I was I was next door to Doug phone, and I said, "Doug, how'd you sleep?" He goes, "I slept on the floor, little John. I was on the floor, and I had my feet up, propped up against the door." That's how he slept. Oh God! Because, because of, of how bizarre it was. It was yeah, yeah, feet on the door, pillow on the on the ground, sleeping just so he could be safe. So that's the Jacksonville Super Bowl for us. Oh, I love it, and that was actually uh, the third Super Bowl victory for the Patriots. Brady and Belichick's third. Uh, they beat the Eagles, who obviously yeah. are playing today. So that was Super Bowl Thirty Nine. Hoodie, we're asking all our hosts, what is your favorite non-Bears Super Bowl memory? Well, in the eighties. Jeff and Brian, as you well know, I mean, there's so much hoopla around the Bears, but everything was surrounded around Elway versus Montana. Who's better? Who's best? It's got to be the catch for me. And because as we break it down, Montana just kept going to Rice, especially in that fourth quarter. He had gains of 27 and 17 on that final possession. And John Taylor never got a reception. It was all about, uh, it was always about, Jerry Rice getting uh, the reception and getting uh, those big-time pass plays. And then, of course, the catch, 38 seconds left. John Taylor's right there wide open against the Bengals. I just thought that was amazing because you forgot John Taylor was even on the field, and he gets that big catch. So in an era in which we were trying to figure out who's better, who's best between Elway and Montana, that was just a, a great memory I'll never forget. Hoodie, you're the first person to mention it, and I will say that is one of my all-time favorites as well because, honestly, that is my first real memory of watching football. It was the Super Bowl, 1989 Super Bowl twenty-three. I was eight years old, but that's the first game I like remember watching from start to finish, and it was so spectacular, as you mentioned. And actually, that was one of the few cases in the 80s and 90s of a good Super Bowl, and for the 49ers yeah. to win that one 20-16, I love that. I actually remember, you'll remember this, Hoodie, um, as an eight-year-old, I love the fact that you had that game going on, but also simultaneously, I was almost more worried about who was going to win the Bud Bowl. Remember Bud Bowl? <laughs> yeah. as, an, as an eight-year-old, right. that made uh, an indelible mark on me. I'm not going to lie. No, but see, now here you go. Now think about the marketing of that, Brian. Think about that, right? So, yeah, we've got a big-time game, but then there's the Bud Bowl because of the marketing. We don't have something on the side besides the Super Bowl like that, like it was in the 80s. So I think that's cool. I remember that. That's pretty funny. Uh, you know, in 88, too, I covered the Fog Bowl at Soldier Field on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve Day. And you couldn't – I mean, it, the fog rolled in, and you could barely make out what was going on on the field. And the, the Bears end up beating the Eagles that day, and then they get buzzsawed by the, the 49ers in the following game, 28-3. Uh, to 3. So – Again, a, a non-Bear Super Bowl moment because they didn't get to the Super Bowl, but that, that Fog Bowl in, in 88 was, uh, was something to experience uh, being on site. Yeah. All right, Hoodie, give us your pick. Who you got today, Chiefs versus Eagles? 
you know, I really like the Eagles' defense, and I think that's going to make a, a, a big difference in this game. I think, like any quarterback, but definitely Mahomes, we've seen him do the loop-de-loops before, right? When there's pressure on and he's going back 50 yards, I'm still not sure if he's 100%. Uh, and so I just think the Eagles are going to really turn it up defensively, and I think the Eagles find a way to win that game. I like the over, but I also like the Eagles to win the game. Good stuff, Hoodie. All right, man, we will uh, have you locked in for Super Bowl breakdown tomorrow morning with Cap. Cap and Jay Hood every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Rick, tell is up next, Jay, so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> hide, hide, hide the women and children, then, if that's the case. <sighs> long, long live the Bud Bowl. Happy Bud Bowl. Love it, Hoodie. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is Jonathan right, Hood. He is joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. All right, we got one more hour to go. We've still got plenty of hosts to come. Again, this is the ESPN 1000 Super Bowl Spectacular. Checking in with all of our hosts. We've got uh, we've still got Waddle on the docket. He'll join us next segment around 10:08. We've got uh, who else? We got we got Black. We have Abdallah, and we have Yurko still to come. And then Teddy Greenstein will close the show with all the last-minute info for your bets today. So keep it locked here on ESPN 1000.